Ian and I are going to begin to pay tribute to a dear friend of ours who went to be uh, with the Lord uh, last weekend uh, in the early hours of Sunday morning. His name was Dave Frost. Well, Ian and I, our broadcasting days began in the wonderful city of Sheffield. I was given the position of religious producer uh, of the station, a bit green actually, and uh, and it wasn't very long after my appointment that Ian uh, came to join us. But then, not very long after that, a third member of the team came along. He came as a guest because he had gone through some uh, uh, terrible trauma, hadn't he, Ian? Uh, he had indeed. Um, he'd been uh, uh, working in Sheffield, uh, but when he returned home one evening, uh, he was attacked and badly beaten over the head. He spent a considerable time in hospital and in a coma, uh, but gradually he began to recover his uh, abilities, his memory and so on. And uh, and that sort of progression really lasted for quite a number of years. Um, and so uh, he came to give his testimony really about how God had brought him uh, through that and so became uh, part of the the Trinity, uh, as we called it, uh, on Radio Hallam. Yeah, broadcasting was definitely in his blood. I very quickly, William and I both very quickly realised that because... Uh, he had a very uh, jokey, mischievous nature ab- about him. Uh, and, of course, uh, in terms of sourcing people to interview, he, he, le- he loved all of, all of that. Uh, here's a, sh- a short clip of him talking to Rob uh, about those, uh, those early days. That's where Blair comes into it, because uh, he got to do an early morning, like 6 a.m., Sunday morning, uh, religious show, if you like. Right. And, uh, and one of the guests, he, he asked me to come in and give my testimony. And, uh, I did, and then when it had finished, he said, well, he said, I'd like you to stay if you <laughs> want to. So I, I, after that, for the years after that, I, I went in and uh, helped the Sunday morning programme, yeah. And he did indeed help the, the Sunday morning uh, programme in many ways. We, we would give him commissions, didn't we, Ian? And whatever commission we gave him, he would, he would loyally do with a passion. Yeah, he was really enthusiastic. He worked tremendously hard. And as you said, he has a sort of sneaky sense of humour and also a very loud voice. If, if, if Dave was around, you could certainly hear him. Uh, but he did manage to run all over the country, actually, uh, finding some of the people that we talked about, some of the people maybe that were visiting the country uh, that we wanted to do interviews with. Um, and in Rob's show the other week, he, he talked about his interview that he did with uh, Sir Cliff Richard. And uh, that was uh, over in Greenbelt. Uh, and he managed to get uh, uh, an interview with uh, Sir Cliff. Uh, interestingly enough, he told a very practical insight in that when he was doing the interview, uh, the lead of his long microphone uh, got tangled up in his chair and Sir Cliff actually just stopped the interview and said I think we need to sort out your microphone and started messing around sorting out the leads and so I think Dave was a bit taken back that this superstar this UK, uh, in fact international superstar was bothering to try and put the situation right so that the interview could continue Uh, of course, it's Sir Cliff there with Faithful One, of course, summing up 
uh, our friend uh, Dave. And, and it brings back other memories as well, Ian, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it is. And in fact, uh, Sir Cliff, of course, was very friendly with Scylla Black, who sadly passed away. And uh, Cliff sang that song at Scylla's funeral. A uh, very moving song indeed. Well, of course, uh, we had many, many uh, happy times, many, many interviews, n- numerous interviews uh, t- to kind, but there was one event that uh, Ian and Dave and, and, and I worked on together, and uh, it, was, it was Mission Sheffield. Mission England had taken place in 1984. The great evangelist Billy Graham came to the city of Sheffield in 1984. 19- 85. Well, you can imagine that uh, the station gave us an outside broadcast unit. And uh, each evening, as the crusade meetings uh, concluded, uh, we began uh, the Mission Sheffield show. And uh, Billy Graham actually uh, listened himself to those broadcasts. He wrote to us afterwards. But of course, it, it demanded great team effort, didn't it, Ian? It did indeed. And in fact, I don't think we had much sleep during that week at all. Uh, right from early morning, we were chasing around trying to get the guests that we wanted. Because in each of the programmes in the evening, we not only featured uh, a clip of Dr. Billy Graham, but also whoever was the guest soloist, uh, some of the recordings of the choir, and so on. And also talked to some of the people who came along to the mission. So every single day, there was a massive amount to do. I can't remember us sitting down and having a meal. Um, I certainly know that we didn't get much sleep. Uh, But Dave was always enthusiastic for us to move on uh, to the next thing uh, so that we could get through the day. And, And And then eventually, of course, through the whole week. And of course, all of us were stirred by the great message that Billy Graham brought night by night. The moment you receive Christ, the Spirit of God comes to live in your heart. And it says in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You become a new person. And he's the one that does it. He performs that act in your life. Because you see, Christ came to die on the cross and the cross becomes the door. It becomes the gate. And if we'll enter that narrow gate of the cross and the resurrection and say, yes, Lord, I believe. I turn from my sins. I'm willing to change my way of living. And we enter the narrow road. It'll be rocky and rough and tough. But at the end is heaven. And while on that road, there's a new resource and a new power and a new joy and a new love that God gives you. Of course, right at the heart of that message that Billy Graham uh, brought night by night uh, was that wonderful opportunity that we have to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Dave uh, knew that, uh, and and he himself uh, was, was full of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but he wasn't, I would say, an overly religious type person he wasn't one who would preach at you he he was a he he was somebody who just got on with life he shone in every way and it's interesting that that in these recent days as we've heard our friends reflect on his life many people say what a a gentle and fun-loving 
man he was. He was also very good at babysitting Ian, you know, looked, <laughs> looked after people. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a sort of uh, love and a helping hand, I think, uh, that was the, came through with, uh, with Dave. He had many people that he helped, uh, some very vulnerable people uh, as well that he gave uh, his precious time to. And I think people appreciated that, that he was such a genuine person, really liked people. And I suppose that's what made him a good interviewer, because he really liked people. He liked their stories, and he liked to be able to reflect that on air. And he would tell those stories again and again to us. He would reflect on people he had interviewed uh, over the years. And, of course, we often reflected on the on the days at Bramall Lane and Billy Graham. But who could forget, you know, when Billy Graham gave his message and he sang this song, of course, Dave had already responded previous to Billy Graham coming to Sheffield. Dave, of course, had given his life to Jesus. And in our broadcasts, we would reflect that, the difference that God had made in so many different people's lives. And, of course, that continues. Those of you who are regular listeners to Hope FM will know that we seek as much as we can to reflect the wonderful life-giving love uh, of God, reflected, of course, 
in Jesus. Somebody else, of course, who stirred us all in those days, and, and I had the, the, the joy of interviewing Reinhard Bonnke, who himself went to be uh, with Jesus last year. I don't know whether Dave actually interviewed Reinhard, but I know that he enjoyed his preaching. Let's just rem- remind ourselves of how Reinhard summed up probably the most important message of all. Beyond your cage of sin, the bondage and compulsion in your life is a glorious world called the kingdom of God. And it is no fantasy. It's the real world you have never known. A world of sins forgiven, peace with God, and eternal life. The condition... Repent of your sins and receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That will be the moment your prison door opens and you are released, saved, set free. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Reinhard Bonnke, who went to be himself uh, with the Lord uh, just last year. Uh, Dave was was great at actually being able to reflect people's stories and the different ways uh, in which uh, people had come uh, to know him, but also uh, not not just, uh, you know, with people's life with God, but also everything about them, because Dave was one of those people who was, he would just... I think you described him as a nosy person, but he uh, he would really want to get to know you. And he was he was particularly attracted to many people who uh, who were weak, where things hadn't gone quite right for them in life. And uh, another friend of ours, Steve Naldred, who, who was very close to Dave, and uh, Steve had a speech impediment, uh, and and Dave would have him as a regular guest on his program, which he presented with uh, with Ruth Oliver. You, you remember those programs? Um, I do indeed. And of course, those early days of Hope FM, we depended very much on Dave. Uh, we had so much to do to get the station on air when it was only twice a year. Uh, and Dave would come down, often he would stay with me, and uh, he would work his socks off to be able to do all the things, uh, not only uh, on air, but some of the preparation things as well. So I think, you know, Dave loved Hope FM and Hope FM certainly loved Dave. Well of course in recent days sadly Dave contracted cancer and by the time that the hospital were able to examine it he was at stage four. The prognosis was was not good and uh, so many of us uh, took to praying. Of course it's very very difficult to pray. What do you pray for? How, how did you cut with that in? Uh, well, it was difficult for me because I just couldn't get out of my head how much we needed him. And so I was just praying, please, Lord, heal him. Whatever it takes, can you just turn this thing around? I know you can do it. We've seen it with other people. Please heal his body. And of course, uh, that was the sort of thing uppermost in my mind. 
But of course, too, I think all of us genuinely felt it was important that God's will uh, should be done and that there is a time and a season for all of us to be born um, and to die. And uh, we just didn't know what was in God's will. But we were praying as we are encouraged to pray for the sick. So we prayed for Dave, not only uh, you and I, Blair, but a whole host of other people that knew him, both here and in Sheffield. And indeed, if you were one of them, then we, we thank you from the bottom of our heart for joining with us. And we know that you will continue to pray for Dave's sister Barbara and his brother Graham and the whole family uh, at this time as they lay Dave to, to, to his final rest. For myself, some time ago, when, when another friend of mine had died and... Uh, and I was praying, and you know, you just somehow just don't know how to pray. And I said, God, what, what, why? What, how could you take somebody so so young, so full of life, with so much more uh, to give? And and I felt the the voice of God speaking deep within my spirit and saying to me, Blair, don't you know that for the Christian, death is perfect healing? I'd never really thought of it that way. But even though I had that in, in the back of my mind, when I came to pray for Dave, I said, Lord, I don't really know how I should be praying. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I said, if it's me, I'm within and, and, and so many others. I want you to heal him. I want you to restore him. As in fact, you did do before when he was, when he was attacked and left for dead. But Father, if you want to take him home, then may your kingdom come and your will be done. Ian and I had a chance to visit with uh, with Dave uh, last last Thursday. We drove up to Sheffield on Wednesday. We had three hours with him, and it was an enjoyable three hours. It was. It was a really lovely time. Um, he, his mind was very active. Uh, he was having some of his nutritional drinks. Uh, he was sat on the bed at the first part, and then we went outside in the sunshine, and sort of all three of us sat there together, nattering away. Uh, good to hear a Yorkshire accent uh, again as well and uh, and we were laughing so much as we remembered so many things that we'd uh, we'd done together and we had the opportunity before we left uh, to pray with him as we sat outside of course uh, it was always a reminder of uh, Dave visiting us because we were sat next to his Volvo car <laughs> his much loved Volvo car which was, are you ready for this? 20 years old. 22 years 22 old. 22 years yeah. old. Uh, uh, still there, uh, uh, bright red. Uh, he had a maroon one, but the same model. He just loved those Volvo cars. I know for some times he would actually sleep in the back of it in some places that he'd gone because it was so big at the back. But we had a lovely time. And uh, as we drove away, actually, uh, we, of course, were praying for Dave and we were also planning to come and visit visit him again uh, and sadly that was not to be during that time together i think ian went to the toilet or something and there was just dave and i alone uh, and in those few minutes i had the opportunity to talk with him about death and i said to him dave you know we are really praying we are all praying for your healing but you know what's the worst that can happen to you death is going to be a great adventure and you know as he as he listened to me he didn't comment on my comments but he looked into my eyes and his his eyes were were glistening I can only imagine when all I would do 
is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. That's a, a great track from uh, Mercy Me, talking about uh, what heaven may be like. And it, and it was it was a real privilege to be able to, to talk to, to Dave about that. Of course, he would have known, because in and I, over the years, we have had the opportunity. I, I'm not sure whether Dave had, but though he would have certainly given his own testimony about the people who had been to heaven and back, I'm pretty sure that when Dave was attacked, and he was a, he was literally buried in the snow and left for dead and in a coma. But I th- I'm pretty sure I have a memory of him saying to me that he did have a, a sense of of God with him during the time he was in a coma, didn't he? That's right. Yes. Uh, anyway, yeah, as we as we conclude our tribute to Dave, and uh, it was important to be able to talk to him about death because for so many of us, death presents such a fear it is a separation and indeed it brings great pain there's absolutely no way even as we do this tribute today you know we feel we feel that pain of course we do because we love Dave and we will miss him but I uh, when I was thinking about how to conclude our tribute today I went back to Dr. Billy Graham uh, and he himself left us uh, with some wonderful words about death itself I know I'm going to heaven I'm looking forward to it with great anticipation because of what Jesus did on that cross he died for us but he was raised by God I've found during the latter years of my life when I've had sicknesses and been in the hospital and so forth There's a peace that just resides there and stays there that I cannot explain. We all die. I'm not going to escape it. I don't want to escape it. I want to go. The vast majority of my life has already been lived. My record has already been made. I don't have very much longer. I know that. Some of my closest friends and relatives, and especially my wife, are already in heaven. And because of the hope we have in Jesus, we can all be in heaven someday forever. A radical change must take place before you can get into heaven, before you can be accepted by God. You say, well, what do I have to do? You must repent of sin. You repent and you believe. Believe in Christ and you receive him in your heart and say, Lord Jesus, come in and he'll come in. You don't have long. You'll be in eternity. And the decision you make tonight may decide where you'll be. And anybody can believe, a blind man can believe, a deaf man can believe, an old person can believe, a young person can believe. And that word believe means commit. I commit my life totally to him. Wonderful words of assurance. You know, the great evangelist D.L. Moody said, he said, one day you will hear that D.L. Moody is dead. But don't you believe a word of it? because I will be more alive than I have ever been and with my Savior in heaven. I have 
absolutely no doubt whatsoever that our friend David Frost is in heaven. I've no doubt that actually all the pain and all the suffering and all the, the things that he had to endure, particularly in those, those latter months of his life, that all of that came to an end. We do have a wonderful hope, sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life. But we can give thanks. Of course, uh, we haven't got details of when Dave's funeral will be because of the, the COVID challenges. I think that only 30 people in can actually attend. That's right, at the moment. <laughs> but the one thing that I'm really looking forward to is the celebration of Dave's life. And, uh, and, and obviously, keep listening to the station. Those of you who knew him and listened to Dave's voice over, over the radio for many, many years, those of you who work with him, no doubt will, will want to express uh, your own feelings, your own love, and play your own tribute to him. Uh, and I talked to his sister, Barbara, uh, just uh, uh, over the weekend, uh, and uh, she said that uh, obviously they, they were working through uh, how the funeral was going to be, but there will be, there will be a celebration whenever, obviously, the, the current uh, cloud is lifted in COVID and we can, uh, we, can, we can rejoice and give thanks. And it's good to give thanks for a life well lived in, isn't it? Uh, it is indeed. And as we look back uh, with grateful thanks for Dave's life, um, we also want to uh, remember n- not only the things that he did, but the things that he was and how much he blessed other people and was a blessing to them. The one thing that we know is that our friend Dave Frost is safe in the arms of Jesus.